All right. And you know, everybody waits for that segment. I, you know, and when we, and Pastor Mimi and I come after that, it's always a little downer, I think. You know, I, I, I asked my wife yesterday, have I given you any gifts that you didn't want, you didn't like? She said, all the time. <laughs> I, I can't remember. The first thing she mentioned was uh, that I gave her flowers on Valentine's Day. Actually, I remember it was my first and after we got married, the first Valentine that we had, and, and, and what happened was I went to school, and on the way back home, taking the, uh, uh, school, the, uh, the, the, the bus days, taking us back to, from school back to home, and I, I, on the way back home, I realized it was Valentine's Day. I should get her some flowers. I went to the flower shop. There was no flower left, except those huge, this long, huge thing. I don't know what you even call it. I don't even know the name for it. And they, that's the only thing they had. They wrapped it up. It looked like a baseball bat. Literally, it looked like a huge baseball bat. And every, in all the other Korean-American seminary students, the wives saw me carrying this thing. What is that? Flower. I looked at the husband. Where is mine? Anyway, so I bought this huge, ugly flower. Only thing left. And took, took it. I brought it to my wife. She was gracious. She said, thank you. The story, we have no place to put in. No vase fit, no vase can put this, hold this flower. She put it in the sink. It was in the sink for a while. Anyhow, it's a gift. Something that I didn't think about that much. Last minute. Something that she didn't really want. Often we do this with God. We bring things to God. Last minute, unprepared. Something that he doesn't really care about saying, this is a gift for you, God. I bring it to you, God. And today what I want to do is really um, is look at some worship. A couple of weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, when, we were, when I was preparing to, for our Wednesday night leaders' uh, Bible study, the vision study we are doing by Francis Chan, and the book called the Letters to the Church, um, Letters to the Church, and there was a phrase in that first chapter that really got me and made me to think about it. And I got this, this paragraph hit me and it stuck with me for a couple of weeks. I've been praying about it. I knew what God wanted me to speak. And God gave me a pa- passage to go along with it. He says, there are times when God hates our worship. There are churches he once shut down. So often we assume that as long as we show up to worship, God is pleased. The Bible tells a different story. Since the beginning of time, there has been worship God loves and worship He rejects. Today, the title of the message is The Worship That God Hates, The Worship God Rejects. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you right now. We come to worship you today in person. Even with a little uh, uh, anxiety and worried about with different fears, we come to, together, God, today. Some of us in, in person, some of us at home, we come to worship you. We come as you come, God. We draw near. We pray that we may behold you. We may honor you. We may glorify you. We may encounter you. 
you may love you well, God. So we ask today, Father, use me. Let your word come forth. Let your presence come and lead us, God, into a place where we commune with you and see you face to face. We want more than a nice message. We want you meeting us to face to face. We want to hear your voice. See your face, God. We love you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me read the passage. I'm going to read the passage. Uh, uh, just once through. Very short passage. Uh, it says, Now the man, Adam, had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. By the way, for some of you got the news yesterday that one of our, one of our, uh, one of our families in our, at Hope Church had a baby yesterday. Second son was born to them. David, right? David, Adam, is it Adam? Haram, Haram Lee was born yesterday about 3 a.m. I think seven pound and I think seven pound and half ounce or something like that. Healthy, strong boy. Baby was born. Anyway, first Luke. Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of flocks. Meaning he shepherd, he was a shepherd. He raised sheep and goats and all these things. But Cain was a tiddler of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord. Of the fruit of the ground, Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of the flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offerings. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Then the Lord Adonai said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you, but you must master it. Very um, familiar passage. This is the first time human beings ever worship God, brought an offering before God. So I want to take time to uh, really slowly look at it a little bit and understand why God, when, when these two brothers brought the offerings to God to worship God, one was regarded, one was not. We'll look at this a little bit. First of all, Cain's offering. I want you to, look what, I want you to go back and look at what it says. So he came about in the course of time. Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. He brought some of the fruit from the ground as an offering. Not, it doesn't, nothing seems to be wrong here. But when you look at Abel, next Abel's offering, you begin to see, you are, not, you, don't want, you are not trying to compare, but you can see difference in Cain's uh, offering. Look at this, right? It says, Abel, on his part, also brought an offering. I, you know, I put a little thing on there, this pastor cues, you know, addition, an offering to make it clear. Abel, on his part, also brought an offering of the first, firstlings of his flock. 
and of their fat portions. And the Lord Adonai had regard for Abel and for his offerings. If, and I looked at different translations to get a different nuance of what God says. It says in NIV, the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. In New King James Version, it says, the Lord respected Abel and his offerings. In the God's Word translation, which is one of the new ones, the Lord approved of Abel and his offerings. In the GNT Good News translation, it says, the, the Lord was pleased with Abel and his offering. And NLT, the Lord accepted Abel and his gift. Message, MSG version, tasty version. It says, God liked Abel and his offering. But Cain's offering, he did not. He did not like it. He was not pleased with it. He didn't accept it. He did not approve of it. He did not have respect for it. Since the beginning of time, there has been worship God loves and worship he rejects. Today I want to look at why. Why is that okay? Why is some worship pleasing to God, some worship not pleasing to God? And as you do that, I want us to look at ourselves. Now, I want to, I want you to give you just one interest, simple thing I need, I want you to understand. Worship is not just coming to church on Sunday. Worship is not just worshiping an hour on Sunday. Worship is all of my life lived before God and as an offering before God. Amen? See, I want you to look at it in that way. First of all, I, I saw about five reasons why God accepted and not accepted somebody's worship. First of all, firstlings. I don't usually use the word firstlings, but it says actually in NASB, firstlings and fat portions. Do you like fat? I love steak, right? This is not in my note. I love steak, but I love steak with a little bit of fat on the side. If If they steak without no fat whatsoever, it's too dry. Fed with little fat, steak with little, not fed with fat, but steak with little fat actually is so much yummier. My mouth is watering now. But there's a whole lot more meaning behind this thing. Now, I want you to look at this in different translations. In NASB, it says, Abel his, on his part also brought an offering, because addition there, of the firstlings of the flock and of the fat portions. In GNT, good news, it says, then Abel brought First lamb born to one of his sheep killed it and gave the best part of it as an offering. That's what it means. The, the fat portions. In, uh, MSG tasty version, Abel also brought an offering from the firstborn animals of his herd. Choice cut of the meat. Choice cut. Not just leftover cut, very good cut portion of the meat. One more. You didn't even look at that already? Yeah, it's, it's, so it says repeat of the GNT. I must have liked the GNT version. Okay, let me move on. Uh, see, Bible's, Bible declares many places in the Bible. Now, and, and just in, in the times of the, in the Old Testament, just like all, all the other nations, 
giving the first uh, fruit, first animal of your flock, meant that you are, we are saying God is Lord and the giver of all life. It was declaring that God is sovereign, that the, the life belongs to God. That's why they would give firstborn to God, saying, God, you, can, you are the giver of life. I honor you. So, but in, in, and so in many places in the Bible, God, God declares, God gives us commands. In Exodus 23, 19, you shall bring the choice first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God. Actually, also one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, God gives a command and a blessing. It says, honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. That's good, isn't it? Now, Think about this. It's not leftovers. It is the first portion. It is not like, like me. Just think about thought, thought about it last minute. Oh, I need to get some flowers. I go to flowers, there's nothing left. Because everybody always took it. And now I end up getting something left over. There was no thought about it. There's no planning involved in that thing at all. Worshiping God is uh, giving Him the utmost honor. First fruit means we gave him first and before we pay any bills, any tax. And also it means we give best. It means God gets first and the best, not leftovers. Amen? See, when you see that way, you see, you end up comparing what Cain did. Cain gave some offering to God. Just some. No thought involved, no preparation involved, no intentions involved. Cain gave some. Second thing that I see here is faith. Interestingly, in Hebrew chapter 4, 11, 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts. And through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. And in Hebrews it says, and talking about people of faith, it says, by faith, Abel gave better gift. By faith. By faith. You know, in a couple of verses down in Hebrew 11, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. And because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, he is, and he is rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So with your faith, you know, faith means you know there is God. Not only that, this God is God who rewards those who seek Him. He honors those who seek Him. He honors those who honor Him. You see, His offering, His worship says He believed in God. His worship, His offering says He knows God. He knows God's heart. He knows what pleases God. Knows what God cares about. See, it was not like me, thoughtlessly just throwing something at your wife, your love, unprepared. Not that. Okay, I'll, I'll go buy a nice flower, okay, next time, Joy. But she doesn't want, she said, no, I don't want flower, just give me money, I don't want flower. Anyway, 
You see, issue is here. Abel knew what pleased God. Abel knew what was in God's heart. Abel knew what honors him. And Bible says clearly, he who are, for those who honor me, they I shall honor. I will honor, God says. And those who despise me will be disgraced. Those who honor me, I will honor, says the Lord. And by faith, Abel honored God. God honors those who honor him. Isn't that good? From the sec- this is from Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Now, now, as you go, and I want you to think about this. This is very important. As I was thinking about, and the worship is about knowing what pleases God, what honors Him. This is what you find in the Bible, many, many places, and, and I will just name one place, many, many places where God says, I don't want your worship. I don't want you to come and worship me. Because you do not know what I want. You do not, you do not know what pleases me. You do not know what honors me. Especially in, for example, in Isaiah chapter 1. God said, why are you coming? Why are you stepping on my cord? And why are you stepping here? Why are you doing all kind of things? God says, bring your, bring your worthless offerings no longer. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath, the calling of assemblies. I cannot undo iniquity and solemn assembly. I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. God said, I am weary of your worship. I don't like your worship. God says, he talks about the worship that he does not like. And verse 15, he says, So when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide myself, my eyes from you. Yes, even though you multiply prayers, you may pray a lot and all the time, I will not listen. Your hands are, because your hands are covered with blood. Wash your hands. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphans. Plead for the widow. Look at this in MSG version. It said, no matter how long or loud or often you pray, I will not be listening. And do you, do you know why? Because you, you have been, you've been tearing people to pieces and your hands are bloody. Go home and wash up. Clean up your act. Sweep your lives clean of your evil doings. So don't uh, have to, so, so I don't have to look at them any longer. Say no to wrong. Learn to do good. Work for justice. Help the down and out. Stand up for the homeless. Go to bed for the defenseless. God is saying, when you're living your life in evil, doing all kind of evil, you just show up to, show up to worship. God said, you stink. Your life stink with the stench. I don't want you to come. Your worship is not just what you bring. Your worship is all over your life. You, the worshiper, you stink. 
I hope that God does not say that to us. So, you know, I have a Catholic background a little bit. When I was when I was when I was a baby, when I, I think when I was born, my father was a nominal Catholic. I got baptized as a Catholic as a baby, and I did go to Catholic church when I was a little for a while. And one of the things Catholic church did, I think they still do. If you want to go to mass on Sunday, you have to go to confessional on Saturday. And I, I'm not saying this is a this is a great practice or not. I'm not saying you have to have a uh, confession, uh, the confession of God. What they were teaching people was before you come to worship to before God, you make sure your lives are right before God. I think that's a good thing. And often we think that worshiping and offering is just about offering. No, it's about you. You, the one who brings offering, you, the one who brings worship, need to be right with God. Amen? The worship that God hates, worship that God does not accept. You see, Abel, by faith, honored God. And Cain didn't. Third thing, it was a sacrifice. See, worship was bringing to God what pleases Him. This is important. Bring something that, that, that pleases God. And, 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 and what, what pleases God? I want you to think about it a little bit. You see, worship always involves sacrifice. It's no leftovers, not any careless things. Involves careful thought, considerations, intentions, preparations, and choice. Not just the spur of a moment. When I, when I was preparing this message, I repented a lot. You know why? Not, you know, you know how I popped the question for my wife. You know, you heard my stories many times. You know, and I didn't have a ring ready. I, I didn't have any long thoughts about it. And I was date, I dated her two weeks. And I loved her. I wanted to know what she felt about me. So without anything, without any preparation, I said, then I said, will you marry me? Because I love you. My wife was so gracious. She loved me so much. Without, not, not, no, nearly nothing. No ring or nothing. She said yes. So we got, we got engaged two weeks later. We were married five, five, five weeks after our engagement. We got married in nine weeks. But, and, you know, my, my, Abby was telling me, Abby was telling me her friend is getting, gonna, could be her, uh, fiance and her boyfriend is gonna pop the question or something like that and preparing things like that and all the things, all the things you go to prepare. And I remember when Michael, my son-in-law wanted to pop the, gonna pop the question to my daughter, he came and asked my, asked the hand of, of her marriage and when, when, when I gave her permission, I remember he already set it up to go and get ring, diamond from Georgia, and all kind of things, and the, and those, the preparation he went. You know, meaning that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm repenting you, God. <laughs> so I was sitting down, I was thinking, you know what, on the 40th anniversary, I'm going to prepare something amazing and, you know, pop the question again, hopefully she'll say yes again. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. See, Why? Because she is worth it, right? Because she deserves it. Worship always involves sacrifice because sacrifice of time, energy, resources. It always has been about our heart. 
Our worship says what I think about you, what my heart is to you. I, I love you and honor you. I respect you. That's what, what this worship is saying. This is why in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7, God looks at the heart. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by the appearance or height, for I rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, it was about the heart. It was sacrifice, show, speaks about what is in your heart, what you brought before God, your heart in love before God. You see, that's what Abel did. Abel's worship said, God, I honor you, my heart is for you. And Cain's worship said, some, I give you some amount, some as offering. So there's a difference. And it goes deeper now. I thought, you know, I wanted to be, I want to put a little fun joke in here, so that because I don't want it too, too heavy. And I, I found this thing, I showed this thing before. Think about it, that is a, a chicken and a, a, a pig is talking about, you know, uh, about donating to help the poor, right? And the chicken says, we should donate some ham and eggs. And the pig says, for you is a contribution. For me, it would be a total sacrifice. For pig to give up uh, some uh, bacon, ham, would be, I need to kill myself. I need to die. For chicken, egg is just something that you actually you give. I know it's sort of, I, th- I thought it's cute and funny. But anyway, think about it. Is my worship a sacrifice? Or is it just extra convenience? Now, I think next fourth thing is a sacrifice of death is needed. I need to explain this a little bit. I'm taking, I need to explain this a little bit. You know, see, I think, I think somehow I believe, I think that Abel remembered the stories his mom and dad told him. How they were, how they were created by God and how they were, how they were in the God of Eden. How they sinned before God. God had kicked them out because they've sinned before God. When they, when they, when they were taken out, when they're kicked out of the, when they're forced out of the uh, God of Eden, God, God killed an animal, made a, the garment of skin to cover them. This is so, this is such an important thing. And I, and I bet you, I, I believe this, Abel heard what his parents are saying, how God killed an animal to cover them because when, when, when Adam and Eve sinned before God, you know what they did? Uh, um, in, a, in chapter three of Genesis, it says, verse seven, that they took some leaves, you know, and made it into, uh, uh, put it together and covered themselves. You see, the, the clothes, actually the, the, the leaves they put together to cover themselves was covering their shame of their sin. They're covering with these leaves. But instead, God killed an animal. What happened? Sorry, I, I think I clicked the, clicked the wrong button. Okay. Um, at the Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, in that verse, next verse, it says, uh, it said, instead of the gum, the, the leaves as a, as a covering, God killed an animal. And God covered him with the skin of the animal. Meaning to give a garment of skin, he had to kill an animal. 
to cover them from their sin, from the shame. God gave, God gave a covering for their shame and sin by killing an animal because there is no other way for our sins to be forgiven. There's no other way to God except through Jesus Christ. You, you have to understand the death of Christ our Lord, sacrifice of death is necessary for anyone to come to God. For no one, not even one, is able on their own to come to God, to find God's favor, to be acceptable to God. For we all fall short and fallen short of God's glory. We can't, we, there's no way to cover our shame, the sin in our life, except through shedding of the blood, Bible talks about. Only we can, we can come to God is through the way of Christ, through His cross of His sacrifice, covered by His blood, covered by His skin of His life. We are covered by Jesus, His skin. We are covered by His life. Covering the shame of our sins and failures and rebellions. There is no other way. There is no other way. Every other way is tainted with stench of sin and death. Our lives filled with greed, sin, hatred, violence, and division smells the most awful smell. Smell of repentance, heart is sweet aroma to God. Smell of broken heart is delightful to God. Smell of humility is scent of joy. Smell of sorrowful tears moves the heart of God. It is, this, you see, this, the, when it, God talks about the sacrifice, an animal, a death, death, a life has to be, has to die for our lives to be spared. There's no other way except by our Lord Jesus Christ. Sacrifice of death is necessary. You see, Abel didn't just give an offering from what he has. He gave, he gave a sacrifice of death as an offering to God. You have to, you have to worship God in the way God requires, God prescribes. You don't come any way you want. No, you come the way God told you to come. It's not any way to God is a way. There's no, you cannot come to God in many different ways. Oh, there's only one way. Some people say there's many, many ways to go to God. No, there's only one way through Jesus Christ. Amen? This is very important. We come to God in the prescribed way. There's no other way that can cover our sin, forgive us our sins, nothing except the death of a holy God. Sacrifice of death is necessary. Finally, but finally, I think it also speaks of the fact, the worship that is more, is more than the amount, more than how much you bring. It's more than what kind of beautiful thing you bring. It is more than all that. It has never been about the amount. It has always been about the heart. It has always been about the heart, not about the amount. Amount. Remember the poor widow? Remember the poor widow who came quietly hoping to be not seen by anyone in the temple court. She wanted to honor God and gave her offering. She had, but she had barely anything, not enough, barely enough to, for a meal. 
not enough for any spare. Just a couple of pennies. Not enough to do anything with it. But it was all she had. She came to honor her Lord and God because she dearly loved her God. So she came, probably even in tiptoes, so that nobody will hear or see her. That nobody will notice her. And nobody did. Nobody did notice her. Nobody did. While others were offering, giving the offerings, the gold and silver coins made up, made all the rattling sound on that offering plates. Clank, clank, clank. As they went down the offering plates, everyone looked, everyone looked in awe and they gave a look of approval. But hers will not even make a sound. If anyone saw it, they will laugh. What is she doing? But no one noticed, except the one who sees the heart. That day, he who sees everyone's heart saw the sound of a grateful, beaming heart who loved the God. The sound of two coins speak up her heart, the sound that went up to heaven. I think it was loud in heaven. Clank, clank, clank. Heart that loves God. People who do not have ears, they cannot hear. People who have ears to hear, they heard it. Jesus saw her giving. You see, worship is not about the amount. It is what heart you bring before God. And what you bring before God, does it bring, is it a sacrifice? Does it come in the way that he asked us to come? Does it honor him? Does it speak to him that we delight in him that he is worthy? Or does he say, God, I don't care. Oh, no, it's, like, it's, a, it's just something I, I need to do. Check it up the box. Worship is something born out of heart that loves God. Because we know who he is. We know because he loves us. We come in his way. The worship that God loves contrast with the love, the worship that God does not like, does not accept. Where, are you, where is your heart today? We want to be people that knows who our God is, bring appropriate worship unto him. It's not about the amount. Remember, it's not about the amount. It is about the heart. It's about my soul giving the first and the best that speaks of our heart, prepared and ready because he is worthy. You know, and every part of my life is a worship unto God. In my, in my work, I do it out of love unto God, do what is pleasing to God, know his heart. I live a life that way. As Pastor Mimi, God spoke through Pastor Mimi last week, you know, giving our lives and living in holy sacrifice before God, which is acceptable act of worship to God. That is what God is calling Hope Church to be, us to be. We come to God today. I don't know where your heart is today. I don't know where you are. He's inviting us to come and meet with Him. 
that our worship is something that is beautiful in His sight, that He will delight in. And you know, you know what? God looks at it. God approves it. God smells our worship. Says, "This is beautiful." And remember, God says, "I honor those who honor me. Those who honor me, I will honor." This is why worship is important because we, when we honor Him, we don't do it so that we can get something out of God. I love the song we sang. I'm not. You don't owe me anything, Jesus. I didn't come for blessing. I come because I want to be with you. That's worship. What worship is? Saying, God, it is you that I want. It is you I desire. It is you that I worship. I want this whole world to know that you are worthy. I want the whole world to see how beautiful you are, how great you are, God. That you, your love never fails. You are amazing and powerful, God. Yet you know me. You love me. You delight to be with me. That God calls us even today to come. Let me ask you, are you worshiping him? Are you bringing the worship that he desires and he is pleased with? Is your life of worship unto him that brings him pleasure and delight? Or is it something that of smell of death and stench of death in your life? Some of us may need to, maybe need to repent. Some of us may need to come before God and God, I bring you right worship. And, and, and that I want my life to be a worship unto you. Some of us will just continue loving God for who he is. Seek God. I want to praise him come. We bring money as our friend before God. Not because, not because God needs money. Because by giving our resources, saying, God, all that I have is yours. We give an hour, a two hour to a worship on Sunday, saying not that God needs our time for an hour, saying, God, all of my time, all of my hours and minutes are yours. If you are not giving all of your heart as a worship, that's not a worship you want. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your 90 minutes. He wants your heart. He wants you to be with Him in every way. He wants you to walk with Him. That is the call. That is the worship that He desires to please. And when we say, God, I'm only going to give you this much, only this thing, we are demeaning what worship is about. Does your life declare that He is worthy? I believe He's calling us to draw near. Offer all of our lives as an spiritual worship, living sacrifice before God. Offer our life and hearts all that we have as sacrifice offering to Him. And He will be Lord of it. He will be glorified through all of Father, we love you, we honor you, we are yours. We want to be we want we want all that you have for us. Father, we want you to be in every part of our lives because you are worthy. And Father, in you and with you alone, we are fully satisfied and fully happy and, and Father, filled with your joy, God. It is you that we love. Father, forgive us if we have made worship into something which is not. We want to worship it all of our being. We want our, we want our lives to be an offering and worship unto you. Glory to be honor you. Be near in every part of our lives. Be near, be glorified through us. We offer our life as an offering for you.
Come in the fun as well. 